Um, we're going to move now to the AFL. There's only one place to start with the AFL this week. Well, what's Fab playing with? A bottle of port. He's gonna, Do it. He's going to pour himself a celebratory <laughs> drink. Um, three wins. We've had two wins in the last three. We had two wins in the last 18 months. Yeah, true. Um, would like a few more of those wins to be in Melbourne just quietly. But uh, an absolutely superb performance from the boys to be. It's Fikata. They've, they've done a toast. I'm, I'm not a drinker, so I'm not going to have any. Um, but look, the guys to have been five goals down and early in the game, really up against it. Charlie goes down. Uh, I did tweet, we might not kick a goal today. We just didn't look like it. Um, the first three or four minutes was good. I'd beg to differ. I thought we were okay. We were a little bit unlucky, but we were in the game at quarter time. We just Sometimes, Tim, it's the light and the dazzle. The, the, being at the ground can lead you astray because on the television, we looked bad. Well, it was Matty Skeel. Shout out to Matty Skeel. Matty Skeel at quarter time said, we're five goals down, but I don't think we're out of the contest at all. I think we're actually playing okay. And I kind of said, I half-jokingly said, we've got them right where we want, being five goals down. <laughs> but I, I said, I kind of said, they won the toss, they kicked with a win, Frio. Or, or You thought, hopefully it's the scoring end. Maybe it's the scoring end and, and, and you get the right of reply and maybe you're not actually that disadvantaged. But it was concerning, it, no doubt. I agree. Obviously, being a viewer on TV and not being there with you, Timbo, thanks for the invite. Um, <laughs> it felt like we weren't going to score. But on replay, and maybe in hindsight, I think it didn't look as bad. Yeah, But just yeah. live in the moment, I like Sean's like, we may not score. I'm like, Maybe it's I just agree. A, when you play interstate too, you just want a goal as soon as you can get one. Yeah. It sounds like a silly thing to say. There's never a bad time to kick a goal, yeah, but you correct. just want to steady. You, yeah. you just want to get a goal, get some early reward, and then that'll hopefully lead to more. Um, and how shit ass was the free kick to Michael Walters when he just buried oh. his head into a player? And you're going, a, you shouldn't fucking beat there in the first instance. You shouldn't be there because you used your head, and you're getting a free kick. Because of your head, and you sit there and you're going, "Fab, Fab, oh, I hated it you, with you, a passion." Lockie, was, Lockie went in a bit recklessly too. Oh wow. Fab hates Lockie, so... He's not a Lockie fan, is he's he? He's got the line through. Mark his... Murphy's been his boy for 15 years and he forgives him for everything. He's had a line and, through and Lockie, Lockie for a Lockie O'Brien can have a bad no, haircut. No, no, it wasn't Lockie O'Brien. No, 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 no. Lockie Plowman. Lockie Plowman. Mr. Plough. Yeah. Hasn't rated him for some time. Line right through him. Mr. Plough keeps... He just finds he, a way. He, he worked hard Do you on know the what, You know what Mr. Plough well. needs? You know what he is? You know he only starts to come good after I've... He's crafty. I've given my little bit of... You know what he is? He's You're the catalyst. Mind you, I contain my... Like again, I'm not, I don't publicly shame the man. I, 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 I frustration. Publicly, I publicly you shame you. No, I think I think there are a lot of Carlton supporters that. Um, uh, well, I think Plough is a little bit divisive, and I think there are some that like him, and then there are others that are still needing convincing. And uh, that was actually quite nice, wasn't it? The old Penfold's father port. He's yeah. I think it's it's one or the other with. Plough, you either have time for him or you got zero time yeah, for him. Yeah, hold on. If you want to, sh- you know, call me out on on something, you are the absolute total, the opposite side of the coin. No, you not love at all. Lockie Plowman, regardless Tim, of the performance. Tim liked my tweet the other night, what where, I, you, what, where what, I said what, something like, "It's incredible for a man with so little agility for a professional <laughs> athlete. He's not. He has no pace. He's got some iffy disposal at times, but his track record's not bad. His actually disposal efficiency is right up there." So it whether it's like good decision makers, it feels like when and, and, and maybe it's Fab, and he's one of those players that, like Jordan Russell, used to be like this. You hang him for one mistake, yeah, and you sit there and go, not just because he plays half back or whatever, but you you sit there and go, his one mistake 
like grates you more than Sam Walsh making a mistake. Yeah, sometimes he's in the you're really taking the game on, yeah. yeah. But um, I just want to single out, uh, we'll go to, um, to to Tim on this one. I want to put to you uh, some standout performances and just get your thoughts and then we'll go to Fab with some others. I've broken them into two categories. We've got the experience, Kerno and Murphy. Yep. Um, you, can th- you can throw Cruiser and you can yep. even throw Daisy in there. was big um, at times when he needed to be in Simo as well. And then uh, we'll talk to Fab about the young guys. more limber too. Who? Cruiser, like he was, he was on the floor a lot. He was against the young yeah, buck. It was, kept it, picking it, himself up, and like it was a greasy game. I keep waiting for him to break St- down, and he Sh- didn't. Sean Darcy was a big, is a big guy, and he's a bit lumbering. Uh, oh, jeez, loved to push in the back, didn't he? There was about <laughs> five of them. Eventually, the umpire said, "I have to pay it against yeah, you." Yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. um, but Christ just but, did. but those experienced guys, um, and Fab's been calling it for quite some time, is that the game's there to be won. And you have to go to the guys who, no disrespect to the young players who will hopefully get there in time. Yeah. But you have to give it, give the ball to the guys who are going to win. Well, you the our game. last three go- three of our last four goals: Simo, Simpson, Murph, Thomas, Murph. Yeah, love yeah, it. Yeah, it really. It, it. Like, we'll, get, it, we'll get to Jack. He kicked the other one. Well, it was the youth. Or there was another one in the middle there. No, no, you missed the bloke in the middle. Well, no, we get to the, Kennedy as well. Correct, thank you. But just the the experience from them. Um, it told. It was massive. Yeah. And you can't help but think on a couple of occasions, Fab, once again, you were big on this for the most part of the first half of the year. If Bolton had pulled the levers that Teague did, he'd probably still have his job. I reckon you're right. Because we might have yeah. beat Hawthorne, we might have beat Collingwood, we'd have a few more wins. Just change a few things And up. the pressure valve wouldn't we'd have, be... We would have beaten GWS. Well, oh, GWS, uh, Gold Coast. Gold Coast. Gold Coast. Yeah. So you sit there and go, the, the pressure valve, which was yeah, Make a right 14 there. gold difference. No coach would have held to GWS. And then, oh, look, Fab, obviously the young guys, they came to the party as well. Samo was outstanding. Um, Walsh was very good again. Uh, Paddy Dow nails that goal. How, how happy oh, I was. Paddy Dow had his moments. Lockie O'Brien was, was really good again. Kennedy you know, probably had his best game for the club, certainly his most influential game for the club. Lockie O'Brien had one of the greatest assists of all time where he threw his boot on it. His leg was about at eye level, and it's gone 90 degrees sideways. <laughs> and JSOS has marked it on the boundary yeah, and then drilled it. Well, what are you gesticulating well, I don't know. For? I was going to say, O'Brien took the mark, uh, the mark back with the fly yes. of the ball when the game was on the line, which was a very unlucky O'Brien thing to do. So I thought, yep, there's a tick. Theory. Is he the type of player he, he needed to be hit a couple of times Maybe to realise... Get in a fight. I'll, I could actually absorb it. Yeah, probably. And I think, and I've been harsh on him, I think Setters needs the same thing. Well, I think Setters is skirting. He was, the man. Con- he was the bloke. He was the bloke I thought that really stood up and showed something on the weekend. He needs to be hit and realise, I'm still here. Yeah. And guess what? I haven't done my knee again. Because well, that, that can play on your mind too. Oh, well, it has to. Yeah. And I but think he's a big unit. He's he's bigger than you realise He's he missing is. that little something. And then once he gets it... He's just missing a little bit of poise. Well, I thought he was a lot cleaner yeah. this weekend. Out on the but wing. I think he's rushing because I think... I hate to say but he's scared because if I was playing games. in the AFL, I'd probably I'd be scared. a bitch myself. But I just reckon he's rushing. Well, if you watch the replay again, you're probably right. But there was a couple of bits where he'd get the ball, he'd turn back inside traffic, and he had like an Ed Kerner going past, and he'd give him a foot long subway. Jesus, Jesus! I've never seen that on the replay. It was a one foot or a two foot handball, and it was it was working in the phone booth. And it, and it was too sharp, and it was, it, if it came off, it'd look like a miracle, but it probably wasn't the right decision. But you could see what he was trying to do, and and he had the time to be able to do it. it just 
and probably in fairness to Ed, and obviously Ed's game was just one for the ages, he's not the bloke with the touch and the feel to yep. be able to gather that ball, whereas if you gave it to a Murph or someone like that, they'd probably take it with them. Ed's one of those like gene splice footballers where you you know, you know look at two players and you go like, I remember Dad and I laughing. Um, we went and watched the, the VFL one day and we looked there and thought, if you could give Matt Watson's ability to <laughs> Nick Digan, yep, you go, wow. You have his, he'd have Digan's endeavour and his heart and his competition. He'd have Matty Watson, beautiful kick of the football and whatever. He'd be phenomenal. What a, that'd be a really good match. Like, Ed's a bit like that, where you go, geez, if we could give you, like, you know, whether it be Bryce Gibbs' skill or something. Bryce's hair. Bryce's hair as well, wowzer. <laughs> you'd be going, what a player you would be. Yeah, yep. You're going, wow. But, well, it's amazing that he was, they took the role on five off Bryce him. Gibbs. But just, I said yeah. just normally. <laughs> um, but yeah, to, to remove, to take the roll off, Kerno on five. You know that was good, and, and then let him to stand up on his own, and he still ends up with sixteen clearances. But that was great composure. Oh, um, in the coach's box to sit there and go, okay, that's not really working. Five. I didn't think. I thought five played well. I didn't subscribe to the nonsense that was going on online. I thought he played well. Yeah, but what was the problem? Why did five look so fucking good? Because he had no one on him? He had no fucking mates. That's like true. Fremantle, I thought, were fucking shitful. That's true. And I probably shouldn't be swearing, but um, and I was very passionate about the game. But um, I've been – you watch Freo a lot, and there are the usual suspects that beat you. Mundy. Mundy kills us. Yeah. Mundy's killed us every single time. And even then, at the very, very end, when the goal was kicked by Switkowski, he was on his own in the corridor, and they should have gone to him, and probably Mundy would have been the bloke that we thought was going to sink us. And it never quite happened, but he was he was seriously absent. He started well, did he? Yeah, no, Mundy started well, and then when Freo were on top and started doing the Olay yeah. stuff. But the, the, what I mean in terms of composure in the coaches' box, I sat there and thought that's it's not really working for us as such. We'll we'll release Ed, we'll try something else, and to go to Jack. And we said that Kennedy had. If not his best game for the football club, certainly his most influential. That was probably Silvati's best game. Oh, well, I was going to say the same thing. Uh, without, with, and if and if there is ever a a coming of age game, given that he's he's looked a gun like one of the serious elites in the eye and matched him and quelled him and and been able to be positive and generate mm. clearances and lay tackles and all that on his own, he was awfully stiff on that free kick where. He was held, but he's the, oh, yeah, the, the, yeah. the first contest. He had his arm around yes. the shoulder of the bloke that he was on, and and it resulted in Matera ran. You know, he just cheated out the back, but he got it right. That the free kick was to Frio, is what resulted to one of the goals in the in the, the goal, second one against Fife as well. Yeah, or well, the one on Fife, I should say. Fife's holding him in the goal square. Yeah, so oh, well, he had him. I mean, a fistful of yeah. jumper. I mean, but again. Players like Nate Fife don't get that free kick paid against them. Not at it all. It just they, doesn't happen. They so. get that. They get that legends they, latitude. They, they get because they're so. Because again, we always say it, an umpire looks at it and go, "Who's supposed to win that contest? Fife's supposed to win that contest. So therefore, if he wins it, you I, need I don't players, need to penalise him you because players, he was supposed to win it. You need players who are in that category. Yeah, like Richmond have a when they're when they're at full strength, and not just because they're a good team, but they've got a few players who umpires would look at like that and in key positions they sit there and go well Dusty's probably not gonna oh Rant's probably not gonna yeah so oh, you Tom can get Lynch, away with Tom Lynch is the four he's going for the push ball push and hold and, yeah, he's whereas at the footballer. moment we only really have Crips yep and even and then geez they love playing a freaky against Crips so. um, um, but the goal by JSOS I, I, I've always said I thought I think that he can kick the footy 
and he kicked seven in the National Under-18 Championships for Vic Metro in Perth, ironically. Mm. Um, and um, and I think his mechanics are really, really good. It just He always seems to find a way to just miss to the right or just miss to the left. He, he doesn't have a howl of the way that Levi can when he misses big time. He just sometimes doesn't quite nail it. Um, and I don't, you, you don't get to see it on the, on, on the television. The mark that JSOS takes, he marks it, and then he has the back to the umpire, and Fife keeps on running. And I swear to God, where Jack lines it up from, he should have been about 10 metres further around. He was pushed onto a, a sharper angle than he should was have. Was he? There you go. Purely because of Fife's smarts and serious ineptitude. Fife's not going to lie. Too. Yeah, the, just the ineptitude of the umpire. Five's, five's because if you look at where Lockie O'Brien's kick lands, it is 10 metres inside the boundary. Absolutely. And then Sauce nails it basically from He's the paint. on the boundary line. He's You're going, the what the fuck's yeah. going on here? So we were watching it and it was down our end. So we had the perfect view of it. And you've gone, why the hell is he on that much of an angle? And then I turned to one of the boys next to me. I said, he can kick this. And as soon as he That's hit, one of those comments that no one remembers if he does yeah, but he, at all. As, as, but most of those kicks, as soon as he hits it, and you, I always just watch the goal umpire, and the goal umpire was never moving. And at that point, at that point you Loved thought, it. we are in this. And something that, before we move off Jack, something that Fab's been pretty big on in the, in the recent past when defending Silvani's honour, not just as an Italian, but as a Carlton footballer, <laughs> is that, um, and you were speaking, and we spoke about it earlier in the week, where for some reason Jack Silvani's the only fourth round draft pick in the history of the AFL to be scrutinised that he's scrutinised as a first round draft pick correct you sit there and go he's, exactly what he, he was pick 53 or something three or five or something you like sit there that. and go what are we expecting from a kid who's pick 53 who's played his 50 odd games um, in a really ordinary team he's played in a couple of different positions across the ground he's probably been asked to play you know forward during a time which we don't create many entries we don't create many opportunities we don't lock the ball in and then now he's getting a little bit of a shot at mid and he sort of looks all right. He's Patrick Ambrose. But if you see... If Jack Silvani is Patrick Ambrose, and na- Patrick Ambrose is a dead set nobody. What's a really common Italian name, Fab? What, first name? Surname. Oh, well, it's like the Italian Smith. Mazzarella. Yeah, if he was Jack Mazzarella, you'd sit there and go, oh, he's developing all right. Mazza. Sorry. <laughs> Karate. No, right. Jack Karate. <laughs> Matza means shit, doesn't it? Ma- no. Jack Dolmio. That's what you're saying. Yeah, no. I'd, I'd stop. I'd stop. <laughs> uh, but no. So, but one thing I actually caught my eye in, in terms of this, this recent run, um, I went back through and had a very, very quick look at a very simple stat. Shots at goal under um, Brennan Bolton. Uh, generally speaking, that to me is something that is always a good indication of how you're playing and how competitive you are in a particular game. So under Brennan Bolton, the shots on goal... Um, Round by round. Um, I think that's why we might have said it. I said went it. to uni with a bloke whose surname was Mazzarella. That's where it came so from. So Fabian is just... Fabian, I don't know why Fabian didn't say it on, no, no, on the no, microphone. No, no, no. no, no. In, in like a dialect. Like a, it's Sicilian? My mum my listens to this podcast. Let's, let's, well, if she, we've said well, Mazzarella... She knows what it means already. She speaks Italian. we've just been told that Mazzarella means big cock. No, no, no. <laughs> so Jack no. Big Cock. <laughs> Anyway, the point I'm trying to make, under Brendan Bolton, shots at goal, negative eight, negative six, plus one, is that, that a one? There's a weird, plus one, negative two, plus four, negative five, negative eight, negative four, GWS was a bad one, we had 28 fewer shots on goal, Shot. Uh, negative nine, negative six. So in 11 games, we had more shots on goal than our opponent twice. Wowzers. Resulting, obviously, in 10 losses. Under Teague, we're plus five, negative three, and plus four, and the negative three were... 
in a three-point loss. Yep. Um, and as I said, I always just think that's a really good indicator of how competitive you are on the day. Yep. And we've, under Teague, we've had two wins and probably yep. could have won a third. Yeah. Really. Um, and that, to me, leads this following question. Is he becoming a candidate? Or do we feel enough distance from it to not to not put him in the in the running just yet? The philosophical question I ask is: Has the success been releasing the pressure that the players were feeling under Bolton, and would anyone have done it? Or does David Teague have I think the you, knack, the I th- touch, the feel? I, don't I think know. if you look at ultimately in an unsuccessful year, his work at um, Adelaide. In 2017, he certainly had a knack for scoring, scoring, yep. which is encouraging, and that's something that we haven't been able to do really for six, seven, eight years. And they yeah. haven't been able to do since his departure. True, Adelaide's true. It's very true. He, to me, it feels like, and reshores like this as well. When I see, um, you know, John John Longmire being very, very heavily linked with North Melbourne, and obviously had that classic slip of the tongue oh, on, on AFL amazing. 360, which was just tremendous. I'll be coaching uh, North uh, Sydney next year. I'm contracted to North uh, Sydney. Yeah. Um, he's been in the system now as a coach at, at assistant and senior level for 18 years. You're looking at Teague and, and Reese, who are much, much newer to the Cape than that. The game moves pretty quickly. We saw that Mick Malthouse in this case, in the space of three or four years, went from, dinosaur. went from the best coach in the competition. Yep. Uh, to irrelevant. From 10 and 11 with Collingwood to just being, it's gone past you. Yeah. And it happened very, very quickly. It happened with Pagan too. Happened with Pagan. It happens with everyone. Time waits, you know, Creed. Time waits Creed, for no man. Fabian. Uh, time is the undefeated champion. Absolutely. Time beats everyone. And I'm just sitting there thinking, does David Teague represent that next crop? Maybe. Does Reshaw represent that next crop? And is it better getting on board someone like that? Like Longmuir has been mentioned. There was someone else mentioned today. In that assistant, Nathan Bassett. Nate's brother. Troy Longmuir played for us. Justin Longmuir played for Freya. Number 21? Uh, I don't know, pick two, Long though he was. Is he the one who kicked no, the goal out, from the boundary, boundary and then jumps into the oh, ground? Oh, our one, yeah, yeah. Yes, for Frio. Yes, yes. Justin Longmuir did. Yes. Our Longmuir, I think. Our Longmuir actually had a little bit of ability. He had a, he was a very long kick for yeah, goal. Yeah, a little bit of ability. But um, And that's the thing with that next case. And I'm just sitting there, I think a lot of Carlton people are probably, it'll take a little bit more from David to put to his name into yep. contention. And yep. it's not that he's not doing a good job. Everyone to a man would agree he's doing a good okay, job. Our next, our next four games gives him a hell of an opportunity if, and, our, if our kid sees it. And this is it. And this is what I'm going to say. Obviously disappointing for David and for the club, really, that it looks like we're going to be without, certainly without Charlie for the next three or four. Harry's a bit of an unknown at groin tightness. Cripper remains a bit of an unknown. He misses this week. He's not in the team. But you sit there and go, Melbourne this week is a big chance. And then beyond that, Sydney, if Sinclair's out particularly, yeah. he's a guy that always plays well against us, is a big chance. You start looking at these games thinking, we could go from one win in 12 to five or six. And that not only that, fuck, gee, that gets us off the bottom and that gets us far enough away from that Adelaide pick. And then all of a sudden the trade isn't horrendous. It's not horrendous. And, it, and if Adelaide don't pull their shit together and again, and I keep on saying they still only kick 10 goals on the weekend, so they're not... They're not convincing whatsoever. So they are, they're in, they're, and that they're buys precarious. Him, that buys him a bit more credit. And, and, and they're not going to go any higher. That That's it's, the thing. They're as high as they're going to be right now. They can only fall and and we can only rise. And I'm just, I've just got a, a sneaky suspicion we're going to finish it off really, really well. Even the the funniest thing is the final round of the year, we played Geelong and Geelong and you're going, well, we're going to get pantsed in that game. They might not have anything to play for. Well, this is it. They might be three games clear on top of the ladder. Adelaide have got an easy run home. 
They're going to win them. Yeah, they're going to win them. Yeah. Easy run home. Hopefully it, it starts this week. Yeah, but anyway, if, like if we win and we take care of business, the then biggest game of the of the year is, is Adelaide. Is when we play Adelaide. Yeah, and I'm not it's just talking. I'm not just talking from our point of view. Yeah. From is it their here? point of view? It's here. Beautiful. I'm not talking just from the two clubs' point of view, but from a morbid curiosity in oh, the yeah. league. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's a blockbuster. Yep. Can I can I just can I just make one more comment on the game? Yes. On the AFL website, every Monday morning, they they have a segment where they talk about nine things we learnt from from the weekend. It's a weird number. Well, but nine teams. You, you take one thing yeah, out of each nine of the games. games. I know that, but so I, you focus on one team. I now, just say things we learnt. Now I've got. I walked away from the game, and to me there was one clear story, and the staff writers at AFL, what they were able to glean from that game, Sean was, if um, that fat bloke McCarthy, what's his first name? Cam. Cam. If Cam McCarthy kicks it well, he kicks it beautifully. But if he can be more involved and be more consistent, or no, he needs to be more consistent to pay back Fremantle and what they've invested to that get That's the only takeaway from our game. That was the only takeaway. Extraordinary. And you sit there, and to me, the obvious takeaway was Ed Kerno's given his first opportunity to be able to captain his football side, and he pulls out a performance like that. And, and to watch him around the ground, the way that his rapport with the players... My takeaway... And, and, the, and just the very last thing, and, and again... They're not going to see this, but at the end of the game, all the players congregated just before they were about to go out the race. There was one bloke that wasn't in the group, and it was Ed Kernow, and he was on the other side of the ground running around the boundary line, high-fiving every single player It was after he did his Fox, yeah. Fox footy interview. And it was awesome, and you just sort of thought, gee, this kid's My take just away, really enjoyed it. I reckon it would have been very much along those lines. It would have flowed down. It would have been, without Crips, we weren't given a hope. We said it, we joked about it here last week. Well, I said I goes, a refund. It's disappointing he's not playing. But the knock was, well, Carlton won't win without Crips. Yep. Carlton can't win without Crips. Yep. They're not going to do it. And Samo was great. Walsh was great. Murph was great. Kerno was great. That midfield brigade that's so heavily maligned and, and criticised of having no depth. Yep. Um, all stood up and, and went head-to-head with, uh, you know, three old missing Stephen Hill. You know, you count him, of course. But they still had Mundy, Fife, Brad Blake, Hill. Blakely. Blakely, you know, all those... Um, they had Walters, who should Ed, be. Ed, Ed, Chera, Ed Langdon. Chera, Ed yeah, Langdon. Chera, yeah, Chera, uh, yeah. Brayshaw, et cetera. So all those guys went head-to-head with this this docker midfield, which many people would have said on paper has our measure, and our boys came out on top. Well, they had our measure when we played them last time. And oh, they were, wow, that was embarrassing. That, that's the worst game of football we ever played under Bolton, in Wowza. my opinion. That was awful. Yeah. Um, was that, we were down like 70 points at half-time. We, we'd kick seven behinds at half-time. Yeah. It was wow. reprehensibly bad. But that, that would have been my takeaway. It flowed on the point, Ed's unbelievable game. So, But I've said this on Twitter today, actually, to someone that, unfortunately, Carlton, live in, we live in, the, in this vacuum whereby people in the media were either youngish when we were a good team and therefore hate us, or they're newer blood and we've only ever been bad. Yep. So they don't want us to be good. Yeah. That's it, suit, it suits them both, for us to be bad. Both sides of the narrative... Your more established journos don't want us to be good. Yep. And you well, younger, we've noticed that for a while. And your younger younger guys have never seen us be good. Yep. And it takes a bit to... That was like me growing up with like the Saints. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Saints were never any good, so yep. you're sitting there going... Oh, still, still shit is. They had a good patch there a couple of times. Um, so this week, look, we, we take on um, Melbourne, and it's a massive test for me just because of a couple of other good performances, um, we've not really rocked up the next week, or we've let a winnable game 
slip. So we did it obviously Just with against, attitude. With attitude. Yeah. We did it against Hawthorne following the Bulldogs win, um, and then we obviously did it with the Bulldogs following the Brisbane win. Well, Hawthorne, we, we jumped out to a six-goal lead. That was, was the injuries that got a hold of us. Tim, don't even get me started. People talk about Gold Coast. The Hawthorne loss was the worst loss of the year. Oh, yeah. That was the one that we should have put them away far, far earlier than we did. It's shameful. So um, we're going to go quickly through. But at least it wasn't atti- it wasn't attitude at the beginning of the game, which has been Stop our problem in a lot of others. It was just attitude at the end of the game. Yeah. Um, we're going to go through. Uh-